Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Healing Me First podcast. Stories of breakthroughs, transformation, and healing. I am your host, Chef B, author, educator, health coach, raw plant-based chef, and owner of Inyansipo Wellness Institute. I happen to know some pretty amazing healers and health seekers, and I'm bringing their stories of healing, elevation, and introspection to you. I hope that you will be inspired as much as I am by these stories and will use them on your wellness journey. So tune in, y'all, and let's get to healing. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Healing Me First podcast. I'm your host, Chef B, and I am here with my lovely, wonderful guest, Dr. Nell Cobb. So today we're going to be talking about living our life like it's golden. We love that song, right? (laughs) So tell the listeners a little bit about you and a little bit about your background, Dr. Cobb. Um, Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, It's it's an honor and privilege to be on your podcast. Um, I I come as a a person that's very... um, passionate about people and passionate about education and family and friends and all of that. And through this passion, I've been able to carve out what's important to me in life. Yes. yes. And so, as you know, in 2009, it's 2009, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and um, thought that it was not as extensive as it turned out to be. Um, but that actually gave me a, an opportunity. Okay, so I turned it into an opportunity to try to investigate and research the best life I should live. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love that. yeah. Nice. And so, yeah. And so, what I mean about that is um, what's best for me to eat what's best for me in terms of movement, what's best in terms of spirituality, um, building uh, relationships, both in my family circle and outside um, in terms of friends. Uh, And so all of that was what I focused on. So I want want us to back up a little bit. I want you to give folks a little bit from like a little bit of information about you and what the work that you you've done um and really just how did you get to that place where those things became a priority so just tell them a little bit about just you like in your like where you're from and you know the kind of work that you've done in the past okay um so let me just back up and just say that I'm from a family of three, um, and we had three siblings, or I have two siblings rather. Um, so, and my mother and my father, my mother was um, a very good cook and my father was too, <laughs> but my mother kind of cooked for a living. And she also was um, a domestic. So she would clean other people's houses. Uh, my father was, um, a, I don't know, he drove a tractor, so I don't know. That's that's the description that they had for him at International Harvester. And he worked at night. So, uh, and my father only had a third grade. 
um, education because he had to leave school and help his, his siblings. Um, so, uh, so that's the educational foundation that I came from. My mother was not a reader, nor was my father, but my mother was really good in math. I mean, arithmetic. So what we would do is she would play games. We'd go to the store and we'd have a basket of groceries. And she said, she would say to me, so how much do you think this is going to cost? You know, and I would say, I don't know. And she said, well, just start looking at it. So, so look at the prices and then kind of figure out what that needs to be. But miraculously, she would get almost to the penny. And I thought, whoa, she's really smart. And she goes, no. And then she taught me about estimation at a very, very early age. Um, and so I think that's the reason that I went into mathematics education because of my mother. Um, I, you know, I went to school, not even planning to go to college. I went to college and didn't know what I wanted to do, but I looked at the books and I said, oh, this calculus book is like thin. <laughs> so I chose calculus and I didn't even know it was a branch of mathematics until you know I got to class. But here's the saving grace. Because I was so strong in math and so strong in algebra, didn't have calculus in high school, but went all the way up to trig, I was able to be a math major successfully. Right, yeah. And, and went on to become a math education professor at DePaul University. That's amazing, that's yeah. so awesome. So I, I'm curious, has, I know that health and wellness has definitely become a staple in your life. It's sort of a, a necessity in your life. Um, do you, would you say that it's always been that way? this sort of, you know, like, what would you say in terms of your relationship to wellness and, and health and all of those things prior to, you know, your diagnosis? Well, in my teens and early 20s, I was always at the gym. So I was always uh, moving and making sure that I was doing strength training and running and all of that. So that was all a part of what I did. I even at that point in my early thirties, when the kids came, um, started yoga, you know, really early. And I would drop the kids off and I'd go to the gym, get into a class and that kind of thing. So, um, so it's been always a part of, of what I think about, but the nutrition, was not. Ah, okay. And so that's where the, the shift in what I was just thinking this morning is like, okay, you got to change this because it's not working for you. And so that's where I started to be more intentional about what I'm putting into my body. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's, that's the part of the wellness that I still kind of work on and yeah. struggle with. And I can get out and move. It's really like this ongoing tweaking, right? I, I think you just kind of hinted at that. You're like, mm -hmm. this isn't working. I need to actually shift. I need to do something different. Mm -hmm. And then once you figure that out, that might work for a while. And then something shifts again. And then you have to make an adjustment. So it's this ongoing piece, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you said living your life like it's golden. Um why, like, let's talk about just like what that means to you. You know, 
where are you now in your your journey, your wellness journey? What what are you what are you striving for at this time? Well, I'm striving for balance. Okay, so you know I've been retired for four years now, but you wouldn't know it because my my workload is probably more overloaded than I've ever been. But it's the kind of work that I can get up in the morning and work late at night and not even get paid for. You know, like last night I took over a class for a professor and we're online and the kids at the end, kids, college students, pre-service teachers said to me, thank you so much, Dr. Cobb. We really enjoyed your class. That's what I live for. You know, it's like, and, and, and I'm not saying that I'm gonna continue to do that, but it was so rewarding and so fulfilling too. I went to sleep last night and I had this big smile on my face. It's like, I still got it, I still got it. Yeah. But other than work, it's um, making sure that I have the balance um, uh, because, and we'll talk about this a little later, because of you, I've been trying to do more plant-based cooking. And so I used your book a lot. Um, and I, I try to make different recipes. Um, I'm having friends over uh, next week and I'm cooking, um, making a, a lunch for them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I've, I've been promoting, I said, oh, I gave them your website and all that because that was part of my transition when we started to work together. Um, and so, yeah. So I, I want you to share with the listeners some of the things that we've done together. So there've been quite a few pieces on the journey. So I, I think we started with coaching, right? So you did my six month program. Tell mm -hmm. a little bit about your experience in the coaching program. Yeah, well, in the coaching program, you just, it was so eclectic. I mean, you, you introduced me to a lot of things and um, it was around meditation. We did a little bit of work with chakra. We did some um, work around um, movement, um, breathing, um, just things that now I, I have in my toolbox, you know, and I pull them up uh, when I need them. Like for example, the breathing. I was in a, a, the ER room um, uh, for some reason, I, things weren't working right. And, um, and so I, I started to panic and it's like, you have the breathing exercises. And so I just did a big inhale, you know, and slowly exhaled. And we did that a lot at the beginning of our sessions. Yeah. So, so those are um, a, a number of things that I gained from, from yeah. working with you around coaching. And, and actually the, um, the periodic check-ins were really good because I was also working on uh, weight loss and yeah, kind of me. That's right. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And it held me accountable as well because we check in and you say, Well, where are you now? And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I am <laughs> I'm actually a little over. Okay, so why do you think that happened? And then we go back and check um my my plan and then just review it just to see that. So so yeah, so that was that was really um a jump star for me. It really was. And then I think, I feel like, you know, you're like a really great example of how 
it's really not, I always say every changing everything changes everything. Like I really believe that. That's like my little quote. And I know that we've done a lot of different things. So that was one, the coaching. And then you actually signed up for during the pandemic, the culinary program, right? And that was what a that was a year-long program that you were with me along with some other folks. So mm-hmm. tell me about that experience. That experience, I really miss. I want to say that. I really miss that experience. But because it was a community of people who were like-minded, you know, and we wanted to, we wanted to extend our um, repertoire when it came to eating and cooking and um, looking at things um, differently. So, and, and so out of that group, I at least have two friends still, you know, that I check in with and we just make sure that we're, we're all good. So, but I, I love the fact that it was, um, I think every two weeks that we would, um, yeah, every two weeks we get together on a Saturday, you would send us the recipe, um, You'd send us the uh, ingredients so we could do our shopping like the week before. And we'd cook together virtually. It's like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And we would share uh, just things that was happening in our lives, but we're cooking. And, And that's what I told, I was at a Black Expo for Women last weekend. And, and so they ask about meditation and, and that kind of thing. And I said, oh yeah, I, I meditate. And I said, um, and so she said, well, oh, and I did a vision board and on my vision board, I put plant-based. So I'm striving to be more plant-based. And she said, oh, are you vegan? I said, well, not really vegan, but I'm, I'm trying to eat more, pl- more plant-based. And she said, oh, okay. And um, yeah, and so people were coming to me to ask me like, what is that? <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, yeah. what is wow. that? I was, I was, I, I told them, I said, if you want the, my, my, <laughs> my guru's website, then, he, you know, send me an email and I'll send it to you. I had about three people to wow. ask me for it. So hopefully they'll get it. But it was, it's amazing. It was amazing. Um, I look forward to it. We all look forward to it and we post our food and we you know just show each other what we've done with it which is wonderful because people had different variations and it's like, yeah. oh, really? <laughs> the same recipe right same <laughs> recipe but it would be the and and the way they present it the way they played it was just amazing yeah. it's like, oh my goodness. you really get to see people's individual personality right yeah. i love that yeah. and then you also did a number of cleanses. You've done the palate reset too. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did. I did. And, and those are something when you say reset, that's what it is. It's a reset. <laughs> it, it, it can be a challenge initially. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And, but then when you do it and you see the benefits of it and how, and the benefits are how you feel, how you think how you're able to move better how you're able to connect better it's it's like oh my goodness why don't I do this all of the time which which is what I come back to when things are off Mm -hmm. it's like okay I have to do a cleanse because I had to get whatever is in my system out and so that is something that um, again is in my toolbox 
So when you, so you're actually about to um, turn 70 in a few months, which mm -hmm. is amazing. And so, you know, I'm curious, you're retired now, you're sort of now creating a, a, a whole new life, you know, post-retirement, about to be 70. You know, like what are some of those components for you to make your life golden as you're sort of moving into this next phase of your your life? Yeah, um, I've thought a lot about that. And um, so I, I came up with just a few things because I don't want to overwhelm myself. I think if you could do a few things extremely well, then that that really helps. So I I um Again, I look at nutrition and I make sure that I'm making the right food choices. Um, this morning, I've decided that I have to make salad a staple you know, in my life. I gotta just make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm doing that a lot more. And I'm also um, trying to look at in the movement, what is it that I have to do every day? Mm. And so um, I can move, I do yoga, I get up in the morning, <clears throat> I, do, I do sun salutations and then I go through a flow. Um, and this is independent of the classes that I take. So I, I move from twice a week with um, my yoga instructor to once a week, um, but in between time every day. I just get up and I do my own routine right. and she takes me through. But the other thing that I have to do and the weather here, I'm in Indiana. So <laughs> during the winter weather, it's hard to do, but I walk and I'm close to a park. I walk up to the park, walk around the park um, and then come back home and, and continue with my day. So the walking really helps a lot more. I have a bike. And the bike is uh, it's in the basement. So the first year, like last year, I, I made it to 100 rides. So I'm a Century Club member because I did 100 rides. But wow. it's been, yeah, it's been hard. But here's the other thing, making connections with people. So that's the third one around similar goals. So um, I had a colleague um, and you know him as Bill Crumby. So Bill and I are about the same age, right? And he said, oh no, I really wanna get back on my bike. He hasn't been on his bike, but he said he need to get on the bike. So I just scheduled two days a week for us to ride together. And yesterday was the first time. And so he, he goes, Oh, this is this is great. I said, yeah, because it gets me back on the bike too. Yeah, because you're held accountable, right? Like that's that's yeah. what it's all about. This this community that you were talking about with the cooking, it's really like creating a community in these different areas of your life so that you can stay accounted for, accountable, and then also you just get what you need to get out of it and it's socialization. It's just so many different pieces of it that come together for us right exactly exactly and I felt so much better um yesterday but not only because I got on the bike because he also got on and he said my wife said thank you <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's it's really it's really good and and um and then I think um 
the last thing is to make sure that I make time um, for family because my family is now spread across the U.S. Yes. <laughs> I, have them, I have them in Washington State and Denver. I've got them, you know, Indiana. I've got them all over. And um, I just need to be able to to get there. So I um, and also in Georgia, you know. So you're part. I was, was going to say, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> don't forget it's here now. <laughs> That's for sure. So to to just not only say, okay, I'm going to talk to you over the phone. Go and spend some time. Yeah. You know, because that the babies are getting big and and I gotta see my babies, you know. So that's right. yeah, because yeah, that rejuvenates me, you know, just the relationships I as love well. That. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm so I'm curious too, you know, like after your cancer diagnosis, you said that that was an opportunity. I wanted you to talk a little bit more about the opportunity you felt like you had. And even just the things you were thinking about as you were going through that process. Yeah, well, I had my sister at that time at my side and, and I was thinking she's older, you know, <laughs> my sister was 11 years older, but she really did care for me. I mean, my husband would come in uh, at that point. Uh, he had a business in another state, so he couldn't be there every day, but my sister was and um just to to um, think about her caring for me, and I, I thought in my mind, will I ever be able to reciprocate? You know, and so that kind of helped me um, when she needed me. It was a, it was just a non-issue. She would say, "Oh, girl, you don't have to." I, I'd have to drive in from Indiana to Illinois to take care of her. And um, she said, that's a long, you don't need to do it. They can find somebody else. I said, oh, no, they can't, <laughs> you know, because right. I had to be there. So it, it was a sense of not commitment, but a sense of service. And it's a, it was a service that I wanted to do um, to reciprocate what, you know, people had done for me. Um, and so I find that a lot. I, I go um, to places and I help people um cancer victims i um try to get little packages and and give to them or leave it in the the room because you know when i go for my mammogram um you have women there who are either going through treatment or been to treatment and so now that i'm in indiana i might make a package like once every two months and about 20 of them and just leave there for women and just say, you know, give them words of encouragement and that kind of thing. So I think the encouragement, the um, the affirmations, um, yes. I, I just needed to affirm that I was going to be blessed and highly favored, which I always believe, and I'm going to get through this. And then the question is, how do I help others get through it as well? But um, yeah, and so the, with the breast cancer came a lot other, of other um, diagnosed illnesses that um, I sometimes would say to the doctor, oh no, I'm not taking this medicine. What, what's an alternative to this? Yeah. And, and would use that alternative. And, and in most cases, it was, it was fine. I, you know, I, I, I do okay with it. Yeah. So in, in lieu of all of those things that have happened, in lieu of all of the different 
I think sort of wellness practices that you've now adopted, how has it shifted your health and wellness, your outcomes? Has anything shifted for you that you wanna share with the listeners? Oh, yes. Um, So about a year ago, the medication that I was on, I was borderline diabetic. They took me off of that medication. Um, They cut me down from my blood pressure medication. Um, And I'm also working on um, another medication that they're trying to eliminate. So um, the pharmaceutical company is not (laughs) benefiting from me. They're not happy about you. (laughs) Not happy about me. And and it's it's a myth that you can't get off medication because I know uh, many doctors and people will say, once you're on um, high blood blood pressure medication, you can't get off of it. Well, no, you can't get off of it if you don't change the way you're eating, the way you move, the way you're thinking, um, but you can, and, and you could do it in a very healthy way. And I think you're much healthier because I, my, my sister was on dialysis and I remember going into the doctor and the doctor said that, you know, the, the medicine sets you up for that, <laughs> you know? And I thought, oh, he goes, he yeah. said, yeah. yeah. And, and especially uh, women of color, you know, so we, we really need to, to be mindful and, and not always accept what um, doctors are saying to us. I'm not saying just be um, contrary and, and not do anything. Sure. It's just do your research, you know, to see what other uh, what alternatives are out there. And I, I was going to do an alternative for, um, for my cancer diagnosis, but um, was was persuaded not to by my children. So, you know, they had had some experiences with other people's parents that, you know, they shared with me. And so I didn't do that. I just, I just went through and, and they were there. I mean, um, Eric, my oldest daughter was in Denver and she would come in once a month and she would go to treatments with me. She came at the beginning and the end, and then once a month she would come in. So, yeah. You're so beautiful, so blessed, and so wonderful. I'm so proud of you. And I I love that, you know, in this new phase, you're about to be 70. But I feel like you're like just like aging backwards. I know. You're like so serious about your your workout routines and just like, you know, this lifestyle that you're now able to fully participate in because I do know that as educators, it's just so hectic. And we just crave and strive for these moments where we have some downtime so that we can really do the things that we wanna do. So it's like, now you have it. And I've definitely seen you be non-apologetic about your time and what you're doing and what you're you're not doing. And I really appreciate that. And I love that, you know, you're a model for, you know, folks who have retired, who in their golden years and what it could be like, you know, for you. It doesn't have to, oh, you know, you're old, no, 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 no. You like youthful, thriving, and just doing all the things, you know? 
Well, thank you. I, and, and you're a large part of that. I mean, you helped me along my journey, even before I retired. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. okay. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and you're, you're what I call one of my bonus daughters. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bonus daughter listener. You hear that? I'm her bonus daughter. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> anything around, I mean, almost anything, I'll send you a text or I'll say, I need to talk to you about this. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing, the connection with, with young, young, Young black women, you know, yeah. that's uh, that's something that I um, and and then young women in general. So let me just say, um, the youth of it all, because I I work in my consultant position, and I work with young women, and and so I am their coach. You know, at this point, that's what I am. I'm their coach, and so um, so I appreciate all of you. It's 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 amazing, and and I appreciate your having me on and I hope your listeners will gain from it. Even if they're not at this stage, they should be thinking about what it's gonna look like when they turn 70. <laughs> I love that, I love that. And I mean, so, you know, we are wrapping up now. What would be one or two things that you would wanna leave with the listeners as it relates to sort of, you know, living your life like it's golden, aging gracefully, all of those things. What are some things that you'd like to so final thoughts that you'd like to leave with them? Yeah, I, you mentioned um, being unapologetic and um, I was always apologizing for almost everything. At this point, I'm unapologetic. It's like, yeah, I did that. Yep, mm-hmm, that's really nice. Uh, I, I can get out on a dance floor and I can move and not know what anybody else is doing because I'm not moving to their beat, I'm moving to my beat. Yeah. And that is the metaphor for my life. You right. know, I, I, just, I just think people and especially women and women of color, we need to get out of that. I got to care for this person. You, I know you do, but it's not all of you that you have to care for someone else. It's about caring for yourself and have a vision. We did this vision board. Make sure that vision is in your mind because that's where that's going to be your pathway and your guide. I love that. It's so beautiful. Well, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you were able to get on here and, and just hang out with me for a little bit. Is there any way that listeners who might want to connect with you with any of the work that you're doing? I know education and just all the, the work that you do with young people. How can people connect with you, Dr. Cobb? Um, they can um, go to my, well, I, I have a website. The website is at DePaul University. Um, De, um, and so they could either send me an email, incob at depaul.edu. Um, and, or either go to the website, they can learn more about, I didn't even talk about that, my, my camp and my, <laughs> my program for girls in the uh, science, technology, engineering, and math, the STEM field that I've had for almost nine years now. Um, so yeah, so they could go to DePaul and, and just learn more and send me a, an email if they'd like to talk to me more. That's awesome. All right, y'all, thank you so much. And if you guys wanna connect with me, I'm Chef B and you can go to chefb.com and that's B for be empowered, energized and engaged to see all of our offerings, the palate reset, 
or our culinary program, the Transform and Thrive program, or even our meal prep program, Essential Meals to Go. So everything is there. If you want to also schedule nutrition counseling with us, we can also do that as well. So thank you all for tuning in and listening. And thank you again, Dr. Cobb, for hanging out with us and just sharing a little bit of your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you have a blessed day, honey. <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. If you are looking to transition to a plant-based diet and are in need of support with your meals, then visit EssentialMealsToGo.com and check out our services. We offer three-day, four-day, and five-day plans. Elevate your meals today and visit EssentialMealsTheNumber2Go.com to learn more.